The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoke Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Epictetus's The Enchiridion, the handbook, chapter 7. Just as on a voyage, when the ship has anchored, if you go ashore to get water, you may also pick up a shellfish or a vegetable from the path, but you should keep your thoughts fixed on the ship. And you should look back frequently in case the captain calls. And if he should call, you must give up all these other things to avoid being bound and thrown on board like a sheep. So in life also, if instead of a vegetable and a shellfish, you are given a wife and a child, nothing will prevent you from taking them. But if the captain calls, give up all these things and run to the ship without even turning to look back. And if you are old, do not even go far from the ship, lest you are missing when the call comes. Okay, so we are actually not going to dwell on uh, on Epictetus's words here. Uh, uh, I, I'm very, very tempted to go into my Epictetus rant about the uh, unrealistic standards that he sets for his brand of Stoicism, but we've talked about that in the past. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today because this uh, is one of the <laughs> rare occasions when the uh, the Mepharshim, the commentators on this week's Parsha, this week's Torah portion, actually state uh, explicitly Stoic ideas. So we are actually going to focus on on Breshis Mem Zion, Zion through Yud. This is Genesis 47, 7 through 10. The context here is that Yosef brought his father and brothers to Egypt, and he's introducing them to, to Paro, to Pharaoh. Okay, so uh, I'm going to read this in English except for the critical phrases. Yosef brought Yaakov, his father, and he stood him before Paro, and Yaakov blessed Paro. Paro said to Yaakov, Kama yeme shene chayecha. Uh, sorry, yeah, right. Kama yeme shene chayecha. How many are the days of the years of your life? Yaakov said to Paro, uh, Yeme shene migurai, the days of the years of my sojourning, shloshim umaas shana, are 130 years. Me'at v'ra'im hayu, uh, the few and bad were the days of the years of my life. And they have not attained the year, the days of the years of the lives of my fathers in the days of their sojourning. Yaakov blessed Paro and he left from before Paro. So if you want uh, an entire shear on that, where we go through the pshat, the straightforward meaning and the midrash, the homiletical uh, interpretations, uh, then I'll include the link in the show notes uh, to the shear that I gave last night. Um, but we're going to focus on the commentary of Shadal, Shmuel David Lutzato, and uh, Rav uh, Hirsch. Uh, so Shadal, and I'm going to read from uh, Donnie Klein's translation here of Shadal's commentary. So he says like this, uh, the years of my pilgrimage uh, is how he translates the... So the, the, the question is, why does... Um, I mean, there's several questions here, but the, the, the question that Shadal is responding to is uh, Paro asks basically, how old are you? And Yaakov responds by not saying how many years he has, but by talking about the years of his Shnei uh, Migurai, the years of his sojourning or his pilgrimage. And he also speaks of the years of uh, his father's pilgrimages. Okay, so there are commentators who take that literally, that Yaakov wandered around a lot. But Shadal takes it as a poetic philosophical expression. He says, and he's quoting here from uh, his colleague Rav Reggio and from the uh, the Christian Hebraicist commentator Jesenius. So he says, uh, the years of my pilgrimage, 
this is an allusion to the immortality of the soul. And he quotes two other verses, one from uh, Tehillim 39.13, uh, Psalms, uh, which is, For I am a stranger, a gare with you, uh, i.e. A, a temporary dweller on earth. And then he quotes another one from from Divir Hayamim Chavtes Tesvav, Chronicles 29.15, For we are strangers before you and sojourners, as all our fathers were. Our days on the earth are as a shadow. So he's quoting those two things because those are both statements from David HaMelech, from King David, in which he describes himself as a ger, as a uh, a stranger. Now, ordinarily, or many times in in Tanakh, in the uh, in you know in, in the text of uh, Scripture, then the word ger is used to mean a convert, uh, or it's used to mean a literal wanderer, or it's used to mean someone who's a, a stranger, but. David Melch, King David, was not any of these things. So, so the question is, how is he describing? Why is he describing himself as a ger? And so, Shadal is saying, or really Rav Reggio, uh, being quoted by Shadal, is saying that this is alluding to the immortality of the soul. And then he backs it up from uh, uh, by saying, Jesenius wrote, "Quote: In every place, this metaphor refers to the brevity of life, never to the fact that a man, properly a citizen of a better world, is only a stranger." a peregrinus, and a sojourner on earth. Okay, so so this is an idea here that, um, that basically that uh, it's, it's referring to how short our lives are. Okay, we are, we like to think of ourselves as living permanently here, um, or, you know, as we, we, we have the immortality fantasy. We, we think, we don't like to think about the temporary nature of our lives. But, uh, so David and Melech and Yaakov are referring to their own year to themselves as as strangers or as temporary dwellers uh, because um, they're acknowledging that they you know that they're only here for a limited amount of time. Uh, one of the great um, uh, an, an, another version of this idea is stated uh, by the Rashbam in his commentary on Tehillim Kuf Yutes, uh, Yutes uh, that Psalms one nineteen nineteen uh, pasuk that says Ger Anochi Al I am a stranger on in the land. Do not conceal from me your commandments. Talking to God, and the Rashbam says Ger Anochi I am a stranger in the land. Adam because the days of men are numbered. Vaharihu Kiger Ezrach. Um, and, uh, and the, the native dweller is like a, is like a, uh, a temporary dweller. Hayom kan umachar bekever. Today he's here, tomorrow he's in the grave. Lakach al taster panecha. Therefore, do not conceal your presence from me. Um, sh'im lo achshav emesai, because if not now, when? Um, so, hold on just one second here. Yeah, and similarly, the Radak on that pasuk says, "Ger Anochi, I'm a stranger uh, or a temporary dweller." Ki Adam Doma Olam Lo Bamakam. A person in this world is like a temporary dweller who has no permanent station. Kein Adam Yisa Mizeha Olam. So too, a person will depart from this world. Kein Lo Mamad because he has no permanent station in it. Lefikach Tzarek Shelo Taster Mimeni Mitzvosecha Kilo Eda Yom Nasi. Therefore, David Melech is asking, do not hide your mitzvahs from me because I don't know the day that I'll depart, the day of my departure. And this is what led me to think about the, uh, the Epictetus quote of that, you know, when you are uh, on a ship and you temporarily dock at a port and you have a certain amount of time to go ashore, then you're keenly aware of the fact 
that you could depart at, at any moment and that you need to be aware of, you know, and listening for the ship's call so that when the ship calls, you won't get stranded. And, uh, and so I think that that's, that's Epictetus's version of this uh, metaphor. Now, obviously, you know, I, what is this? This is now the fourth episode in a row that we've been talking about this theme of memento mori of, of counting your, your weeks and recognizing the time of your departure. Um, you know, that, that you're only here for a limited amount of time that you don't know when. So, uh, I, I encourage you to listen to the last, uh, three episodes if you haven't listened to that, because I think, uh, it's been interesting to approach that topic from different perspectives. So that's one idea. Okay. Uh, but then the, oh, hold on just one second here. So then Shadal gives a second idea in the name of his son. Uh, I, I assume this is his son, uh, Ohev Ger, Filoseno Lutato. He says, however, according to my late son, these expressions do not refer to the brevity of life in this world, but to the idea that man does not control his destiny and that all is in the hands of divine providence. This is what is meant by, for I am a stranger with you, etc. God is like the master of the house and humankind lodges with him like a sojourner. So this is a different metaphor. This is the idea, not the idea that your life is short, but rather the idea that your life is entirely within the hands of, is not within your own hands, right? So a, uh, if you're a guest in someone else's house, you're kind of subject to their care and their, uh, what they provide. Or if you want to use a modern, uh, more relatable example, if you are an immigrant to a new country, then you are very aware of how little control and influence you have over your fate. And, uh, and so therefore, someone like Yaakov or David Melech, who is very aware of what is in their control and what is in God's hands, will refer to themselves as a ger because they, that's how they feel. Uh, they realize how little is really within their control. And the Radak on the Pasuk in Tehillim 39, oh, sorry, hold on just one second. Did I misquote a Pasuk here? <laughs> just give me one second. I might have misquoted a Pasuk. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I didn't. Okay, I didn't read this Pasuk yet. That's why. So the Pasuk uh, in Tehillim, Lama Tes Yud Gimel, uh, Psalms 39, 13 says, Shim'at filasi ad Vishavasi hazina. Oh, sorry. Vishavasi. I don't know how to punctuate this. <laughs> I guess I should have read this ahead of time. Listen to my prayer, Hashem, and my outcry. Hazina el dimasi. Give ear to my to my tears. Um unless that's Vishavasi Hazina, to my cry, give ear. El Dimasi, no, I'm not sure. Al Teharash, do not be... Okay, this is the important part of Pasuk. I should have looked that up before. Kiger Anochi Imach, for I am a stranger with you, Toshav Kukholavasai, a dweller like all of my fathers. And on that Pasuk, the Radak says... Uh, so he quotes the Pasuk in Diver Hayamin that says similarly. Um, and then he says, Va'inyan, the idea, Ki Adam Ba'olam Hazek Moghager Ba'aretz, Lolo, bears lolo. Uh, a person in this world is like a stranger in a land that is not theirs. He travels constantly from one place to another. A person uh, does not have any. Oh, you know what? Sorry, you know what? I, I know what the problem is. Uh, I uh, I I think I mixed up these two commentary commentaries. Okay, so scratch that commentary. Okay. Uh, I think the idea was said adequately by Shadal, namely that, um, in the name of his son, that uh, the other idea of being a gear in this world is that your fate is not in your own hands. That's obviously a very stoic idea. Again, this is the opening paragraph of 
of the of the Enchiridion of Epictetus' handbook, where he says, let me flip to this here. Uh, on the one hand, there are things in our that are in our power, whereas other things are not in our power. In our power are opinion, impulse, desire, aversion, and in a word, whatever is our own doing. Things not in our power include our body, our possessions, our reputations, our status, and in a word, whatever is not our own doing. That's the foundation of Stoicism, according to Epictetus. Okay, a third and final Stoic idea uh, on these uh, these psukim, these verses comes from Rav Hirsch. So Rav Hirsch, uh, so let's go back really quickly to the text itself. So you'll notice that the exact questions that Paro asks Yaakov are, or that exact question is, "Kama hayacha? How many are the days of the years of your life?" Okay, and Yaakov answers, "Yemei the days of the years of my sojourning." Shloshim Umasyom are 130 days. And then he says, Me'at Viraim, few and bad, Hayu Yameshne Hayai are were the days of the years of my life. Velo Hisigu es Yameshne Haye Avosai Bime Migurehem. And they did not attain the days of the years of the lives of my father in the days of their sojournings. So very, very odd wording here. Okay, why does he uh, why does he use these words? And again, the whole conversation is very bizarre, right? Like, why is why is Paro asking him this question in general? And and uh, and when he does ask him, why in this strangely worded way? Why does doesn't he just simply say, "How old are you?" So Refers tries to answer all these questions and uh, does a pretty good job. <laughs> okay, he says, for head of state. Time is an extremely precious commodity. Even today at audiences, he has time to throw out just a few short, trivial questions relating to his guest. And if you uh, are familiar or if you want to go on YouTube, you can check out, you know, just look up anything where a modern royal like Queen Elizabeth or uh, or Princess Diana, when they uh, do a meet and greet, it's just, you know, a row of people. They go up, shake their hand, say a few words and then move on to the next person. Back to Rav Hirsch. Rarely will a head of state show in his short questions the kind of sensitivity displayed here by Paro, and it is even more rare for the guest to express in his brief reply the profound wisdom expressed here by Yaakov. Okay, now here comes the cool part. When one counts by years, one does not reckon days. Only a few select people value each day and see in it a special mission. A true human being does not live years, but days. Thus, in Moshe's prayer, in which all of history flies past as in a dream, he says, if a thousand years are like yesterday that has passed, then days are meaningless. See Tehillim 90 and our commentary there. Only where the Torah has entered and a man's actions are intended for and dedicated to God's service does a man live days. Today he is strong. Today he will act, undisturbed by what tomorrow may bring. This day is reckoned for the sake of God and will never be lost. Limnos yemenu kein hodav navi levav chachma. Teach us to count our days and uh, and we will attain a heart of wisdom. Uh, that's the passage that I've been quoting a lot in regards to my, uh, my weeks of my life chart. Uh, thus Paro 2 here says, how many days have you lived in the years of your life? In putting his question this way, he reveals the deep impression Yaakov made upon him. Okay, let's stop here for one second. There's more rehearsed. But uh, this, again, very, very much in line with the experiment that I've been doing with the weeks of my life chart. Again, I'll include the link to that episode or those episodes in the show notes. Um, that that it's very easy to just let life go by you in a rush and not value each day as a 
as a, uh, a precious gift that's been given to you as a bonus. <laughs> you know, like I, I said in, uh, in Wednesday's episode, this past Wednesday's episode, that uh, Marcus really advised us to think of ourselves as though we are already dead and every additional day that we get is a, is a, a gift and a precious opportunity. Uh, and this is also the idea that I have about how to truly live each day as if it's your last, which is not necessarily that you're going to die tomorrow, but this is the only this day has very, very unique properties, and this is the only day that you have that is exactly this day that you can use. Uh, that's the true idea of carpe diem, not just like a, uh, a motivational thing of like, you know, uh, 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 be uh, have alacrity. This is like, you know, seize this day because this is the only time you're going to get this day. Okay, back to Rehearsh. So according to Rehearsh, Paro was asking him, by dividing the question into how many are the days of the years of your life, instead of just saying how many years have you lived, he's saying... Uh, how many days have you truly lived as a human being and really used each day the way it was supposed to be used? So now Rehearse goes on and he explains Yaakov's answer. In his reply, Yaakov differentiates between living and existing. You ask about the days of the years of my life. I have not lived much, but I have sojourned on earth 830 years. The days of the years that I can call my life in which I fully accomplished my mission were few. And they in particular were ra'im, full of bitterness and worry. So not evil, but like bad. I was given uh, I was given the mission of fulfilling in the midst of misfortune duties of misfortune. The substance of my life cannot be compared with the substance of the lives of my fathers. They lived more every day of their sojourn here on earth was living and they were privileged to carry out their life's mission under joyful conditions. This is not complaint about the shortness of his life, but modesty in looking back at the moral worth of the life he experienced. So he's saying that, that Yaakov um, really acknowledged what Paro was asking and then answered in uh, in a uh, giving additional insight that I've existed on earth for 130 years, which is why in the Hebrew, in that Pasuk, he says, let me go back to that, um, the days of the years of my sojourning were 130, meaning he does not use the word life, but then he says, <laughs> But few and bad were the days of the years of my life, meaning I had I've, I've been on earth for 130 years. That's my sojourning. But I've only lived for a few days uh, out of that time period and uh, meaning really seized each day and lived according to my life's mission. And those were those days were lived in uh, amidst uh, misfortune and sorrow and bitterness, as we know about Yaakov's life. So um, and and uh, unlike his fathers, who really lived more days. So uh, here again, we have a third Stoic idea, which is uh, that you should use each day, uh, regard each day as a gift, and uh, and that existence is not the same thing as truly living. Uh, and in fact, uh, can I really quickly find my? Excerpt from Seneca's uh, On the Shortness of Life. Give me one second here. Where did I put my Seneca? I just want to quote this one part. Um, I, I know I know the uh, <laughs> the turn of phrase that I'm looking for here. Just got to see if I could find it really quickly. If not, then... Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, I should like to buttonhole one of the oldsters <laughs> and say to him, I see that you have reached the highest life expectancy and are now close to a century or more. Please give us an itemized account of your years. Calculate how many of that span was subtracted by a creditor, a mistress, a patron, a client, quarreling with your wife, punishing your slaves, gadding about the city on social duties. Add to the subterranean self-caused diseases and the time left an idle blank. You will see that you possess fewer years than, the ca than this calendar shows. Search your memory. How seldom you have 
had a consistent plan, how few days worked out as you intended, how seldom you have enjoyed full use of yourself, how seldom your face wore an inartificial expression, how seldom your mind was unflurried, what accomplishments have you to show for so long a life, how much of your life has been pilfered by others without your being aware of it, and how much of it have you lost, how much was dispensed on groundless regret, foolish gladness, greedy desire, polite society, and then realize that your death will be premature. <laughs> Okay. Again, it's it's really hard for me to read anything from Seneca's essay on the shortness of life without just wanting to read the entire thing out loud. But I think we're at the end of our episode for today because I got to go teach Mishle, use my uh, my time given on this earth to accomplish my life's mission, uh, a big part of which is teaching Mishle. So let's just quickly summarize. Uh, the We have Epictetus's idea that you should treat life as uh, as time ashore, and you got to be ready when the captain calls so that you don't get stuck. Then we have the Pasuk in which Yaakov describes his days as uh, the the days the years of my sojourning. And we have three ideas on that. We have uh, uh, Rav Reggio's idea from Rav Her, uh, from uh, quoted by Shadal that it's referring to the temporality of life, uh, that you're only here in this world for a brief period of time. And Yaakov was framing himself as sojourning because he was aware of that fact. Uh, then you have uh, Filoseno Lutato's idea that uh, it's referring that he's a stranger because he realizes how little is in his control. Everything is in God's hands. Uh, and that parallels Epictetus's foundation of Stoicism of recognizing what's in your control, and what's not in your control. And then we have the um, the idea from Reverse that he's talking about how many days of his existence has he truly lived and really used each day properly. And he's saying that uh, Yaakov is saying very few days. Uh, and and uh, and he's saying the sojourning refers to the 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 his biological existence, the time he's actually lived. Uh, sorry, that he's uh, been on this earth. But the the days of the years of his life refer to the days he actually used correctly. And uh, and that parallels Seneca's entire uh, on the shortness of life. And again, this is just an example of how the these ideas are in Torah and were uh, were uh, you know uh, are are ex expressed differently by the Stoics, but like these ideas are present in Torah. And, uh, and we just, you know, th that's kind of the mission of this podcast here is to really use the sometimes more detailed and explicit articulation on the part of the Stoics of these ideas to then reflect back on how these ideas are presented in Torah, which ultimately will be able to be better incorporated into our own lives as Jews because we live a life of Torah. Uh, and we just are fortunate here that Shadal and Rav Hirsch decided to spell these ideas out in as uh, clear terms as the Stoics did. Okay, that is it for today's episode. If you've gained from what you've learned here, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle and PayPal are mattschneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with a financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor a day's or a week's worth of content, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnayweiss.gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.